Hello, and welcome to the Independent Oxford podcast in collaboration with Oxford City Council. Discover the stories behind Oxford's businesses and famous landmarks from those who live and work here. Today we are talking to Deborah from the Wellbeing Story. Hi Deborah. Hi Rosie. Tell us a bit about yourself and why you set up the Wellbeing Story. Yeah, sure. So I set up the Wellbeing Story towards the end of 2019 after a very long career in the NHS. Um, working in mental health and in education. I was able to take um, early retirement from the NHS so and it had given me time to really think about what I enjoyed about my career and it was really about the sort of holistic well-being of people and you know well-being meaning different things to different people So I knew I wanted to do something about that. I was a trained coach. So I thought, well, I can incorporate my coaching into well-being. And I also had experience of using writing for well-being and therapeutic purposes. So that all started to kind of blend together. And one of the the real things I enjoyed about my career as a mental health nurse was people's stories and you know, you you see people who come to you who are at the sort of, you know, dark end of what's going on for them. There's, you know, they're in a crisis. But when you spend time with them, their stories are amazing. So I thought, right, that's it. I want to bring coaching, well-being and stories together. And hence the well-being story was, was formed um, to offer individual coaching well-being work and also group work. How do you think the pandemic and having to do a lot of of your work online has impacted the direction that you've taken the, the business? Apart from thinking, oh my goodness, what a silly year to start a business, especially as a complete novice. I think I'd been really fortunate actually, um, the September before I formally launched I'd done some work with somebody who was really interested in online work and I'd co-facilitated a two-day workshop online and I that gave me a real helpful insight and um, I hadn't expect I hadn't expected at all to do everything online I was thinking oh you know I do one-to-one coaching I was looking at renting office space and then lo and behold, everything suddenly moved on online and had to become, you know, really familiar with Zoom and technology and just really adapt to that. I suddenly found that I wasn't doing really much individual work. That was a huge um, change for me, which is where I'd really expected my um, work to focus or going into organisations to do team coaching So that just didn't happen. What I did find was I was being asked to do some group work and um, workshops online, which were a bit scary at first, you know, thinking, oh, my goodness, I was asked in April to do a three-hour workshop around well-being, and I was terrified. So having to suddenly think, you know, how does that work? running a workshop and I've had plenty of experience of running workshops but you're in the room you can sense the energy of people you 
can kind of catch the nonverbals really clearly, adjust if you need a break. So that was a huge learning for me. For lots of people, it's it's definitely been a huge, huge learning curve. I mean, you talk about businesses having to to pivot. It's been, you know, the biggest thing for a lot of independent businesses is either having to set up a website or think about other platforms that they might need to use so that they can continue working. I think it's, you know, it has been has been a huge challenge for for many. And so in terms of, you know, looking looking forwards, is that something that you're now thinking that you will always offer, that you will always have that strand to your business? Are you are you looking forward to doing more one-to-ones or is it is that kind of group piece where your focus is now? Yeah, I definitely want to keep doing the workshops, but I really, really want to go back to doing them in person. So the type of workshops I offer involve sort of movement, reflection, writing. So it's quite hard sometimes to do that. I I had a real learning experience before Christmas. I ran a workshop for a hospital and not, not in Oxfordshire. And we did some movement work, but of course everybody was socially distancing in small offices. <laughs> so to do that was really challenging. So that's another change I'm having to make. So doing workshops in person will be just great. I would really like to get back to doing more one-to-one work. You know, clearly I think there's a financial issue for people, you know, around wanting one-to-one work, spending money on themselves in these times when, you know, we're financially really struggling. That, you know, I'm trying to think now, how do I incorporate that um, more into my offer, but perhaps in a more creative, creative way. The other thing I want to do is, I think last year, what it offered me was the chance to be able to do some more CPD, some more training for myself to really extend my own skills and deepen them. So I did a course, um, so I'm now qualified as a supervisor, coaching supervisor. So I want to offer more supervision to people in Oxford who are coaches and then develop my own coaching offer around what's called body-oriented coaching, which is really using the messages from our body in terms of thinking about how we are. You know, as an example, we always know, you know, the people we talk to and we all say, oh, how are you? And everyone says they're fine. But when you're looking at them, you know, their shoulders are up by their ears and their face is grimacing as they're saying it. So it's taking more notice, taking more notice of those signals on the body. So that training has really, really energised me, actually. And I'd love to be able to bring that into my local community. Amazing. And I think that is, that's, it's really interesting that that's been your focus, because those are the things that we've really missed this year, that sense of being able to touch people and hug people. And as you say, that those, those cues, physical cues that you that we rely on that's kind of innate in how we communicate are really difficult to pick up online you know whether you're on the phone or whether you're in a zoom call you don't always you don't always get those nuances uh so it's 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 interesting that that's that's kind of your your focus so just finally have you got any tips for uh well-being obviously as we record this we're at the beginning of 2021 we're in lockdown have you got any tips for people who are maybe kind of struggling with the current situation that we're all being told to stay at home and it does feel quite isolating, you know, it's dark, dark January days. What are your kind of top tips for making sure that we stay as well as possible? 
I get really frustrated around the expectations on people, you know, and we hear people saying all the time, oh, eat well, sleep well, you know, drink less, take exercise. And that's really difficult, I think, when you're feeling so uncertain. Uncertainty is a real, it's really troublesome for mental health and well-being. So I think one of my key tips is to be kind to ourselves. And if we can't exercise, just do one small thing a day tiny little thing you know set yourself even if it's just to stand outside for five minutes and be in the fresh air that's okay and you know celebrate that you've done that but really really don't set yourself up to fail you know I talking to somebody tomorrow about the peril of the new year's resolution we can achieve less in these times so be kind do what you can do and just acknowledge what you've achieved each day at the end of the day just reflect on that and I guess from a physical perspective you know a huge thing we can all do and I feel a bit strange saying this given the nature of the virus is breathe so when you're feeling really worked up or feeling really down just focus on your breath and spend a few minutes doing that and it's amazing what a difference that can make and the other thing one of my passions as you know is about writing for well-being even if you can carve out five or ten minutes a day just to sit down and write whatever's in your head without any judgment Mm. you know scribble it down so really three simple things you know about being kind and non-judgmental using your breath and focusing on your breath and writing well make it for standing outside even if it's only for five minutes a day those are brilliant points and I think one of the things that's really helped me through the last year is that point about writing and for me just writing something every day has really helped there's something about documenting giving yourself a sense of, of purpose and it's very grounding but you're also dealing with those feelings of anxiety and uncertainty that are you know are really tricky for all of us at the moment but that's brilliant thank you so much deborah thank you for talking to me today it's a great pleasure and see you soon this podcast forms part of a collaborative project between independent oxford and oxford city council to support the city's independent businesses 